On this episode of Resi Week, we wrap up 2020 and give predictions for 2021. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 256, COVID Silver Lines. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. Welcome to this special episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv, and on this 2020 wrap up show. I am pleased to be joined by three of my closest friends. First, we have my sister Heather Sidorowicz. She's the president of Southtown AV in Buffalo. How you doing, sis? I'm doing just dandy. We're almost there. There's a finish line. We're about to cross it. So close. What? Three more working days? Two more working days? We hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response as well. Then we have. Uncle, this is the family show. We have Uncle Richie. He is the principal of Fergosa Design. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing good. Miller West Coast greetings. It's uh, still California weather out here, so still in uh, sheltered in place here. But other than that, all right. Well, that's good. Last but certainly not least, we have Mr. Joe Whitaker. He's the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How you doing, bud? Uh good, good. I am amazing. Uh, I mean, it's just in general just, or in general. I mean, it's great <laughs> looking for 2021 kind of, you know, we'll have, you know, COVID 20 coming um, to remind us that 2020 is not gone. You God. Um, yeah. So, but I'm glad to be on the show as always another year in closeout with same people as last year. So that's fine. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what I want to do today is, as, as I mentioned, we're kind of wrapping up 2020, doing a wrap-up show. I want to talk about a couple of things just before we get into predictions and all the fun stuff where we look into our balls of crystal or our glasses to figure out where 2021 is going to be. Um, I want to look back at a couple of things that we talked about on last year's show and see how it panned out because uh, we... We always try to like think back to what we did. And this year, uh, thankfully, our wonderful producer, Mitchell, put this together for us so we didn't have to make it up off the top of our heads and be like, yeah, we totally talked about that. It was great. We have to fake it like we usually do. Yeah, we're not going to fake it this year. We're going to do it properly for once in our lives. Heather, um, last year, your kind of takeaway for, for 2020 was that biophilia was going to be huge, that we were going to start to pay attention to our homes and our lighting and how that affects our lives that we live at home. How do you we feel about that We today? know that we'd be binge watching and bread making. <laughs> we'd be spending more time in our home than ever before. Is that going to be um, your new so, TV show? Yeah, I, I was right. Binge watching and bread making? I kind no, of, that's, I would that's watch Heather's that. That's new TV show, binge watching and watch bread that. making. I'm in, I'd watch that. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, like, so we, we've been spending way more time in our homes as have our clients. And so therefore everyone's upgrading. Um, and it has been a little bit about wellness because I mean, all, brand new companies have come into play. Um, Pure 365 is one that, you know, has not been knocking on my door to talk about, 
you know, not just do the AV, but why not water fil filtration and air filtration systems? Um, this is stuff that we were not really speaking of last year. Um, of course, we already still have our audio and our video or visual. So yeah, I think that uh, I think that biophilia, maybe not by name, but we call it wellness. But wellness is such a big, broad term. is uh, is definitely here to stay. So, so let me ask you this: Are you going to continue to focus on this, or or increase your focus on it going into twenty twenty one? Um, I think that well, I'm Buffalo, New York. I, I, so we're like about three years behind California. So once Rich is doing it solidly all the time, then I'll plan for three years that we'll be doing it. So really, we're just doing lighting control at this point. Like people are just going like, really, I can do that? I can so, control it from my phone? Yeah, so I continue to, it will be more of a peripheral piece until it becomes something that in our market. But I do think overall, this will continue to be a, a, a something. I mean, just look at how many, people or houses you walk into that even have the um, Amazon, what's the show, right? Yeah. So this is something that didn't exist before. And I, I've been told at houses before of like, she will never be in my house, which is hilarious. Um, and now you have all these people adding it and then they're calling each other. You know, my nieces called me from it the other day so they could talk, you know, it, it's gonna become, before you know it, you'll be checking to the doctor that way. You know, mm -hmm. do I have tonsillitis? Ah. <laughs> so it's going to incept us in one way or another. I like it. Rich, um, last year you were talking about uh, consolidation, the growth of Avixa and the Infocom community coming into our space, <laughs> how creative businesses were going to have a tough time going forward, and that you felt better going into 2020 than you did 2009. Um, so I kind of, I, I think I know where the last part of that kind of plays out. But as far as consolidation, Joe was laughing his butt off. Um, as far as consolidation, uh, the, the potential of the commercial side of the world coming to play in the residential space uh, and, and creative businesses having a tough time. How are you feeling, bud? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it's uh, much like I was told years and years ago that the iPhone and those tablets would never make it into the conference room. Um, you know, Uncle Richie, the Oracle has spoken. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it was, it's, it's a natural evolution. Um, just the growth of the consolidation in, in our aspect of the industry meant that the, the manufacturers and and the integrators were going to start heading towards the middle. We've seen the growth of, you know, we saw the growth of ISE. We hope to see the growth of ISE as it's going. Um, and I was fully expecting Infocom to show that trend accelerating. I, I really expected to see more of those discussions happening. And, you know, during the course of the pandemic, I mean, it was, I, the trends were going there and then March hit. And then March, you know, kind of slammed the skit, you know, you slammed the brakes on everything. However, if you look at what's happening now, everybody's zooming from home. Everybody's bringing a conference from home. You know, WFH has uh, uh, has has replaced WTF at this point. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's an acronym that is you know it, it, everybody knows it at this point. And we're not going to return to how it was. It, it, it's it's uh, companies are learning. 
you know, I mean, even in residential, you, you've discovered that you can get a lot more accomplished with a large uh, team by handling these meetings virtually or over a call and not requiring everybody to drive an hour out of sight or, or you know, the, 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 there has been involuntarily, uh, you know, a shift. It's, it's been that, that seismic shift in how moving forward we are going to operate our businesses. Um, I think that good integrators learn the importance of remote diagnostics, learn the importance of remote monitoring, um, the ability to effectively sell how not to do a truck roll. Uh, you know, I, I, the good integrators. The other ones we're going to find out pretty soon are either going to have taken that advice or not. And as things open up, we're, we're going to see, you know, again, that, that shift, I, you know, and, and I think I do mean it, I, you know, 08 caused, um, you know, quite a bit of a, a culling of the integration community. And 21 is going to provide that in a different way. And it's not because the projects aren't there. It's because it's going to cause a lot of companies to have to rethink how they're going to approach their markets because uh, there's going to be increased competition. I mean, it, it, at, at this point, you know, you've got to figure out how to get maybe a smart TV in there and a camera and a microphone uh, and, and, and networking. What's going to happen is that companies that are IT centric are going to have the foothold in there, mm -hmm. not the TV guy. It's going to be right now. The new hero is the Wi-Fi guy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have Wi-Fi guy as part of your, technology services, you're going to get elbowed out um, in the residential space. It, it's just, it, it, it's been inevitable, but now it's at the forefront of people's thoughts when they start thinking about their technology needs. They can live without TV. They can't get away without virtual school. They can't get away uh, without calls into the office. So, and it's an opportunity. I mean, I really think that it is going to be a really good opportunity as we come out of this for, for companies, which led into taking commercial technology and adapting it to the residents. Uh, you know, it didn't, they didn't, we didn't get into the home the way that I expected. Still got in the home. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's what, what, what we're seeing is, and I, and I think, I mean, if you read the commercial side of the publications, you know, there's a whole lot more articles these days, uh, you know, using resi-mercial resi in their jargon, as opposed to how we're using it in ours. And so- uh, It's fascinating how Wi-Fi is no longer invisible. You quoted $1,000 plus for a Wi-Fi system a year ago. You were told, you know, get out of my house. Don't talk to mm -hmm. me again. And today it's how quickly can you be here? Mm -hmm. it, it's interesting to me how on the, on the commercial side, myself and, and, and quite a few others have been preaching this whole, you know, Hey, you've got to focus on it. You I'm not saying you have to be an it provider, but you have to focus on it. You need to boost your it skills. When we started talking about in the residential space, there is a few players who go down that line. Haggai from access networks is, is definitely one of them. Um, but there was a lot of people who were like, yeah, no, you can use this off the shelf stuff. It'll be great until March. And then they learned really quickly that, yeah, it's not going to work. Joseph, standardize or die. The smart home needs standardization. Without it, the CI channel is at risk from Google and Amazon. Do you stand by said statement? 
You know, I do, but it's funny. You know, this is a year later. So yes, I do, but in a different way. Um, <laughs> well, you know, just like you said, you know, March happened, February happened. Then it went into April and then it went into May. And then it, you know, it, it opened a lot of eyes to a lot of things, you know, um, we know, and, and uncle Richie was right that, you know, uh, the Avixa crowd would take a heavier look into residential um, and residential would have to take a heavier look into standardizing what those deployments are. Because once again, like Richie said, um, you know, remote management became key king. Um, you, you, you couldn't do anything without it. Um, you know, standardized uh, remote platforms, whether they were, you know, embedded built in or things like parasol and, one vision and all those really started playing a part, but then those standards started being recognized in a different way that I predicted, not only by Cedia, who now we, you know, we've got the uh, uh, cable and infrastructure technician, which is, will be like the first ANSI accredited standardized certification and the CIT come in and, mm -hmm. and then you look at uh, Cedia's propel program which open arms brought, you know, Amazon and ring into, you know, uh, I always say if you can't beat them, join them. Um, so we got that going for us. Um, but then if you look over at the UK side, the Amazon and ring play isn't as big as it might turn out to be in 2021, but you know, over there in the UK side, you've got a big embracement between, um, the custom channel, Cedia standards and, uh, Google nest. Um, that's huge over there. So both sides. So instead of what, you know, I originally thought one year ago um, that we'd be talking about um, standardizing on the base of competition to the big guy, it's kind of actually come together. Um, uh, building platforms, it's kind of like, um, you know, if, if you want to be part of the discussion, you have to join the biggest guy in the room, um, you know, in, in, we also had an election year, so you got that going for us. Uh, that you know that that you know the biggest way to become Wait, you guys part had of the an election. Club. Yes, really? let's just leave that there, though. Huh. Um, but you know, if you if you want to be a, a part of the conversation, you got to get in with those lobbyists, right? You got to get in with the big guys. So you know, Cedia, Amazon. I, I kind of look at that as as the same thing. If you want to be a part of the discussion, down to the consumer base, you have to get in in some way. Um, with the names the consumers are actually watching or listening to. I know it's crazy to say, but, you know, there you have it. So, yeah, I stand by it, but it's totally not what I was thinking. Like, I, I was thinking of it, you know, on the industry standardizing to combat. I would have never thought in a million years that that type of partnership to become part of the conversation was even possible last year. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't see it. Yeah, very good. All right. Uh, before we leave this topic, I will give you what my prediction was and how I feel it's potentially valid. We'll see. Um, I said last year <clears throat> that we will not recognize this industry in five years. We as an industry need to be better business people and provide services that our clients are asking for and be aware of outside influences to the industry. So... I would argue, and maybe y'all will disagree with me, but I will argue that if March and let's say April didn't help you realize that you are not as good of a business person as you think you are, 
as Heather's kind of shaking her head and Joe oh and, and I, so Rich is ignoring me. <laughs> we all know the story. So my father started this business and I purchased the business for him after working for like 17 years, whatever it was, 14 years at that time. And I never felt like an entrepreneur. Like I never felt that like I was, I didn't build it from the ground up. I do now. I feel like I got my badge. My girl's got badge. Yeah. The sash Definitely and everything. Living through this failing, picking yourself back up, figuring it out. It's uh yes. Processes is, is huge. And we use more processes now than we, I mean, we have more processes because of the pandemic. Um, and we took some of that time to start doing some more things and, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you're right on on that one. I, I really hope that, and, and of course I, I did not want this type of event to happen to, to force this issue. But when I talk to, if you, if you're not aware, I talk to dealers every week. It's kind of part of what my Monday normally looks like. Um, if you as a, as a business owner or a manufacturer didn't go through this process and look internally at what you're doing and how you're doing it and look at everything from your accounts receivable to your marketing, to how you go to market, to product relationships to manufacturer relationships that's the whether you got a new certification or not i don't think will be as important going forward it, again if you're if you're in management or as a as an owner as using some of this as a litmus test to what you're doing wrong and hopefully you know learning how to outkick your coverage a little bit and see your gaps because this was this was that eye-opening experience for a lot of people to realize that yeah we 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 can't last two weeks with no work which you, you should be able to do that if you didn't um, understand cash flow last year i bet you did this bet year. you do now uh so yeah it, it's i'd argue that it's correct-ish um it's kind of a downer because of the situation, but on the plus side, hopefully you've been able to take away a lot of stuff from us. I, I'm, I'm in agreement COVID with silver linings. Yeah. COVID silver linings. There's the name of the show. All right. Speaking of silver linings, what was the, before we get into predictions, we'll, we'll wrap the show with predictions. What was your, what was your silver lining? of COVID. Did you have one uh, of this year where typically when we do wrap up shows, we've been doing these for a couple of years now. We talk about the big story of the year. I think we all know what the big story of the year is. It was Joe getting his own show on AV. No. <laughs> yes. No, no, that was not. What, what, what's, what, what's the big takeaway or what was the, what was the high point of all of y'all's years? Like the way I brought that Southern back. All y'alls. All y'all. All y'alls. Now you're talking like me. <laughs> I I think that for me, um, the the feeling is, and at least the the conversations that I've had with with others is if you've made it this far, you're gonna make it. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean you need you need to consider that. I think too often we have 
it, it, it's always been the running joke that I've had at trade shows is that if you ask somebody how their business is doing at a trade show, oh, fantastic. You know, you've got, you, you've got 99% of the attendees talking about how everything is great and they're doing the biggest chunks. projects. They only do X, Y, and Z. And much like 0809, this year helps bring a sense of honesty, um, kind of a universal honesty in the industry. Absolutely. Where there, it, where, and it's odd in a male dominated industry to use the words vulnerability and to accept and seek assistance, help, guidance, advice. I did, you know, um, you know, because you do, you, you have to, if your business matters to you, this was a pretty significant introspection, like, like you just said, Matt, you know, uh, and I found it's when you can rally the most, when you really discover who the people who have said are your partners are really your partners. Yeah. Because it's easy to say and use, uh, you know, the partnership and brand loyalty and this, that, or the other when, you know, those orders are coming in. But when you're, you know, when, when you're, your AP is starting to age and your AR is starting to age uh, and you're all in it together, uh, it, it changes the conversation. And for me, it, it brings it back to how I started. You know, there's that ability to just kind of say, hey, you know, we're kind of all this in together. We're all figuring it out. We're all still learning. And, you know, it's a good lesson. And I think it's a, a good time for industry leaders to show vulnerability. I mean, I've got some integrators that I work with and I work with, you know, some that aren't that small that they had some very public airing of their laundry. Um, that things aren't as great as they were. So, you know, but, but again, you know, that's all of a sudden those things start creeping up. But the thing is, it's, it's not just our industry. And so for me, it all comes back to humility integrity and vulnerability in your business and hopefully coming out better on the other side. And that's, that's where I see that as the opportunity to be able to work together because it is changing. Uh, and the only way that you're going to change successfully is together. Yeah. Amen. Jo Joseph. I don't even know what to say after listening to Uncle Richie, man. I'm telling that you. is the problem. Like, we almost have to make he, him go last at everything. He he <laughs> like he hit so many like so on point with so many things. Um that constant it, waxing of poetic that he does. Yes, but you know, that retrospection it, it was unless it's it was, Jimmy who's on and then I just talk over him and he sits and yeah, looks at me. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 in all honesty, it was um you know, the early part of the year was just another year. You know, let, let's be honest. Um, you know, there, there was no differences. Everything was just chugging along as it should. Um, uh, then it all happened and, and it made everybody look at things a little different and honestly deal with things a little different. You know, so a lot of things that a lot of people did were almost therapy to themselves to try to figure out how to get through it. Um, where to roll the dice, take a gamble, where to pull back, um, where to kind of change your preface of how you were either approaching, acquiring, or closing business. There was so much of that in a very short period of time. And it's taught us all lessons that I don't think 
we're going to let go of very quickly. Um, I just put something on a Facebook today about how, you know, uh, London and, and, and the southern area of UK is in tier four right now uh, because they've got their kind of second generation mutation of COVID-19. And yes, I do believe they should call it COVID-20. Um, you know, th th it's, it's not going away. And we, we've realized that. But in that time, you know, you talk about highlights and lowlights. I had a bunch of extra time on my hands. So what did I do? I podcast every day. Why not? You ain't got nothing to do. You're locked in your house. Let's figure out a way to change the game, the way it works, the way it's the, the mechanics of it. Um, you know, to the point of, you know, did stuff with Origin Acoustics and just got out there and got crazy because it was a moment in time in our industry where we realized how important what we actually do inside the home is. But at the same time, we were all in a, you have nothing to lose moment. It's all gone. Like every, all your, you're going into people's houses and all that for weeks, it's gone. You have nothing to lose, right? Roll the dice. Let's see what happens. And it was, it was a very, you know, like uncle Richie said, talk about humility. Um, just when you're at a time when you're kind of seeing the best business post um, housing market crash, 2006, seven. Um, and then the slap in your face, does it come from the housing market or the economy or any of that? It's mother nature rearing her ugly head saying, ha, ha, you thought, you thought, you thought, let, let me, let me change it. And, but we saw a lot of people really step up and change the things they were doing into a model that could be recession proof, could be housing market crash proof, could be pandemic proof. It, it was that eye opener that we all needed once again, just like 2006 to seven, that just because you're doing great doesn't mean that something can't roll along and just take it all away from you. Unless you build a mechanism to, to kind of combat that, to, to be able to to survive those kind of things. I, me and Heather years ago actually had this conversation of when 2006, seven happened um, and I was huge in residential at the time. I mean, we were doing multiple 20,000. We were doing the thing Richie was just talking about multiple million dollar jobs, 20,000 square foot houses for everyone, you know, in central Texas. And then the housing market crash. And what did I do? Me and Heather had this talk a while back. Um, I brought in 50% commercial bar, restaurant, hospitality, um, small hotels and saved my company. And then this happens. And guess what? All those bars and restaurants I had quoted, they're gone. Crap. Um, and then, so you have a, like a, like a revision, you know, that constant learning experience of business owners like us and Heather and Richie, we all know, and Matt, we, we know these things are going to happen, but we're never prepared for them. So on that note, to all y'all, before we pass it to Heather, just because Mitch said the sound was amazing, I'm going to toast to all you guys who survived. And here's to hoping 2021 is better than 2020 was. Are you going to pour some out for the ones that didn't make it? I'm pouring a little <laughs> out for the homies. No, that's good stuff. Sorry. If I, if I had like a, had something. Uh... Don't make a mess of that carpet. Oh. I don't want to hear about it. That's right. Heather, my friend, um, this this was an interesting year. Mm. Did you find a silver lining there? Did you did you find something that so I've always believed and I've probably said this on the show before that in 
in our, our current world, um, men, because they just had that opportunity, had the opportunity to build the house, to build the frame. And as women now who get to be in the industry, we get to remodel it. So we get to kind of change some of those rules that have been fundamental. Um, I've always believed that culture played a much bigger part than the world gave it credit for. And I feel like this year I was really justified in that. We did, our numbers are on par, I actually think they're a little bit up um, from last year's numbers. And we did that with three less months. So we did nine months of work, we did 12 months of work in nine months. And that's, I really truly believe the only way we got that done was because we did not furlough anybody. Um, we took care of them. We made sure that everybody was all right. We learned that it's so funny to sell video conferencing um, all day long and never really have used it before. Um, so instead of one meeting per week, at that point, we changed to three meetings a week, which I think is like a new math equation, three virtual meetings equal one face-to-face. -face. It's just a different feel. We got to know who their dogs and cats. And, um, you know, I started every meeting with, tell me one good thing that's going on in your life right now. And so we pulled when, when everything opened back up and we, these projects came through and still needed to be done on time. We, they were there, they were there for the other side to make sure that we could push forward and they worked their tails off to make sure that we're gonna close strong. Um, so culture, culture is queen. I won't say culture is king. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that it is human. It's what Rich, is, what Rich said as well. And, and what Joe said is, you know, growing up in the nineties, we were robots. It was about how many hours could you work? And when you were in, I worked in like a cubicle farm for a hot minute and it was about who left last. It was like a badge of honor. Working eight hours a week was appreciated. Today, we're finally realizing 80 hours a week, you're failing. It means that you're working, you're not working smart. You're not taking care of things. Um, family's important. Taking, you know, being there for your children, understanding that they need you too. It, it's, it's a huge shift and I really hope my, my hope, my Christmas wish is that um, we take that with us, that even though we're all virtual, we start to, we continue that connection that's more than just, hey, I, I do big jobs and make lots of money. It's, you know, hey friend, I need you, or what did you do in this situation? Um, Katie McGregor started this female yoga group and I've never had girlfriends in the AV biz ever. And I've been doing this now for almost 19 years. And so we've been doing yoga and hanging out and we had a happy hour last week. And I feel like for the first time in this industry, I have an AV girl, girl gang, as well as just my, you know, you guys, my guys. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, there are definitely silver linings. You know, I, I was looking at this show and, and we always know what's coming. Um, and, and Mitchell starts prepping for it usually long before I put anything to paper on it. And, you know, this was the question that I knew had to be asked, but didn't really know how to answer it. And the thing that kept coming to mind and that kept happening through the whole month is, you know, my family dealt with some stuff in, in late October that bled into November. And the number of people that reached out to me through the community, the number of people just in general, um, in in our work world that reached out was dramatically different right in a normal course of a year 
we see each other at shows. We see each other on the podcast. We, you know, text occasionally back and forth. I send Joe pictures of me out in the woods. Um, think that one through before it gets weird in your head. Um, but we do all these things. And I don't want to say that our friendship was, it was, was less at that time, but you've really discovered some close friendships through all of this. And we've had people who have reached out just to say, Hey, how you doing? How, like, how has your week been? And I think that's the biggest kind of to blend a portion of what all three of you said was that there was some humanity that grew through this. And I really hope that that maintains. I hope that stays because I keep hearing both in the resi and on the commercial side that, you know, if, if, as things get better and get better, hopefully going into the spring that we're going to see the biggest, you know, commercial AV spend in starting in March, we're going to see the massive boom of, uh, you know, residential installations that'll, that'll come off in, in the spring and the summer as all of these projects that have been shelved for a year kick up. And I hope that both we as industry people and hopefully our clients take or, or at least remember what it was like in September or for us right now as we head into lockdown in uh, on Saturday that we remember those moments of like, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? How's, how, how's life? Not just, hey, um, I need another X number of dollars from you this month on your, on, on your account. You're, you haven't bought enough from us. I really hope that, that that continues and that gets better. And, you know, we've talked for years that the industry is built on relationships but a lot of those have been superficial and I really hope, and sorry if that offends those of you who are superficial, um, you know who you are or we know who you are. Sorry. I'm not going to get away from this one. That one's going to cause me trouble. I know it. Um, send your hate mail to Matt at aviation. Um, but I really hope that that's part of what we take away from this. That's, that's kind of my, my takeaway. All right. So before I get hate mail for that one, <laughs> I'm glad I was muted because I was laughing pretty hard. I bet you were the superficial thing. It, it's real. We know who they are. We all know who they are. They probably know who they are. All right, Heather, let's, let's kind of try to wind this sucker down so we can all go home. Um, and so Rich can get on with his day because well, California time. Um, what is your, what is your goal? What is your, what is your vision? What is your prediction? for 2021 what do you think it's going to look like um i'm going to start with prediction um i think what we'll continue to see is this i'm trying to think of the word like i'm seeing synergy can collab, i'm going to go with smash up smash up of that residential and commercial world because mm -hmm. all these companies that swore that you could not work from home um have obviously been forced to find out that you could and so that's going to become a thing so i'm really curious to see what that how that tangibly changes the home. Um, I find it really interesting. I've done like an, a very informal survey of where are people working when they're working from home? And it's not often in the office. They're working from their dining room table. They're working from this place to that place. So I wonder how it will, I, I wonder what will happen with the home 
as new homes are built and what people are asking for. It might not be one office, it could be two spaces. Um, so I think that that smash up is gonna continue. I think we might see um, businesses give some type of stipend to make sure that they're getting the right Wi-Fi, the networking, um, you know, that will continue to trend. And just as on the commercial side, um, what I call the hybrid conference room. So it's not that you have to have all 10 employees at that meeting. They can be some, five can be in the room, five can be in without, and it has to work as if they're all together. Um, that will continue to trend. Very good. Uncle Richie, do you have something that you can, you can add to that conversation or? I, no, I think, I think Heather's spot on. I think one of the conversations that we may not want to have, but we'll continue to have to have is that unfortunately this not might not be an isolated event where a shelter in place occurs where kind of out of nowhere we will have to revisit this process this is not you know i would love to say it's it's this is a one and done i don't believe it will be i think that again i was talking about that seismic shift and i think that it is absolutely um part of the conversation going forward in this technology sector, which is we're not doomsayers. However, we want to be your technology advisor. And in the event something happens, we want you prepared for it. And we want you to be able to just pick up where you left off. What is going to be an interesting accelerator in all of this is going to be the change that we're seeing from people leaving metro areas and going to rural areas. Um, that is gonna be a huge trend over the next three years. Uh, I don't think we even, it's been written about, but I don't think we fully understand what this is gonna look like. Uh, because you have tech that was predominantly in major metro areas, you know, was focused because it had to be in office, had to be in meetings had to perform this work there. You now have, uh, and there are several companies that have said, we're going 100% virtual, period, from yeah. here on out. Now, if somebody doesn't have to live in San Francisco, in Metro New York, in Dallas, in Chicago, uh, in Miami, and now they can find a place to go where they're, now they keep their income from when they were living in San Francisco, New York, Chicago, and Miami, but they're able to go to areas that are still a value proposition. Not that it's free money, but that is a whole lot of buying power that allows them to operate. And so I'm kind of excited for, for the integrators in those smaller communities, because they're gonna get the opportunity to see projects that they didn't before, that they'd, they'd have to be located in, in some of our areas. We're just gonna live in Buffalo. We're gonna get so many people. Everybody's moving to Buffalo. Well, we're about to be the home of the Super Bowl winner, so. If Josh Allen keeps playing the way he's playing. All right, Mr. Joseph. If, you know, uh, it's it's just interesting listening to these two because, I mean, you talk about some, uh, you know where I am. It, it, technically, Texas in the Midwest, we're, you know, years behind you guys on the East Coast and West Coast areas. Um, so, you know, listening to you guys and the, and the crystal ball, it does resonate. So this will be one of the first times that I could say the crystal ball kind of matches. Um, I've always been a live in rural area. Um, you know, that's always kind of been my thing. 
but you know, years ago, convincing my better and smarter half, Sarah, that uh, who's a city fan, that rural is a better choice has been a battle for many, 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 many years. When we first got together, we were over in the city. Um, but now, you know, you reverse that. You talk about rural area um, compared to the city of St. Louis, which is nearest to me. Um, we, we can right now go to a restaurant. We could eat in a restaurant. Um, we can, we can actually, I think our theater is open. Our theater is open. That's right. Um, I'm not playing. Really? I'm not playing. Um, no, right out here in Wentzville, outside of St. Louis, our theater is open. Um, so, so the, I'm with Richie. There's massive amount of value to that. But when you shift population density, you take away that luster. Um, just throwing that out there. So if you're in the city, please stay there. Leave my little rural area alone. Stay over there. Um, keep your, your germy germ germs over there. Um, but, but no, in all seriousness, I do see a lot of that. And, you know, in history, you know, in sociology, we know these are true facts anyways. This happens repetitively, repetitively. It doesn't matter if the reason was, uh, you know, economic downfall, uh, world war, um, they, these things, they happen. This is how populist growth happens anyways. It's no different. Um, my crystal ball in our, our industry is kind of unique though, because I, I'm lucky with some of the people I deal with. You know, I've got uh, uh, MasterCard's headquarters is here. CenturyLink's headquarters is here. Um, my business partner's wife works at the headquarters for AT&T down in Dallas. And what uh, Richie was saying about, you know, the virtualization of jobs is, you know, used to, you would only see this in call center employees. Um, the virtualization of call center employees has been going on for, gosh, a decade. However, now you're starting to see people from the director position up forced into virtual. They're not going to the office anymore. You know why? They're important. Um, you know, they're, I'm not letting you in this building and you're going to get that and like die. Like this is a serious thing. People are realizing that water cooler talk is great only for team building skills. And the minute you take the drama out of water cooler talk or, you know, office strife or all that, you actually see a boost in productivity, a boost in uh, overall morale. There's things that they're realizing that we, we kind of should have already known um, would happen organically when you start taking that out of the mix. I hate my boss is not a big of a deal when you don't have to see him, him or her every day. That's a real thing, believe it or not. So, you know, I see virtualization taking on an entirely um, new, you know, holistic approach. And what Heather said, you know, I'm already talking to people at, at MasterCard and CenturyLink and, and AT&T about how that little, you know, uh, the company paying for that virtual office. You know, you're, you're talking about Zoom rooms and huddle spaces taking on a whole new meeting inside the home so that they actually can be conducive to holding a meeting. Um, you look at some of the builders like um, KB Homes, uh, Pulte, Syntex, some of these big builders that are national, they're already promoting the, the uh, building a work from home, school from home room into their building plans. Um, the paradigm has shifted. Um, hopefully you out there, you know, watching Resi Week are accepting of this, but not only accepting, I hope you're watching kind of the barometer of it so that you could be part of the equation, part of the conversation and actually make this part of your revenue. That, that's kind of big deal because this one pandemic is not the end of it. We've had geneticists and other people, you know, 
playing God for quite a while. This is what happens when you do that. You know, when you start playing with genetics to come up with a cure for something else, you might create a couple, you know, pandemics, flus, and new cancers that we've never heard of along the way. Um, this is going to be our next couple of decades, I think. So be prepared to start building some of those commercial, residential, indoor, living at home, and entertaining at home, and cherishing your family at home and not at restaurants and movies and concert venues. And it's not over. I'm not being doomsday. Just like Richie said, I'm not being a doomsday prepper, but start, start embracing that because that may be one of the things that will save your family, save, save your company, feed your family, keep your employees, employee, uh, employed, um, you know, moving into the future. It's um, we're in a shift guys, embrace it to be part of the solution and don't become irrelevant. I have a new job idea. We can become, or, or somebody should become a virtual coach. So it could teach people things like put your camera, because we've been talking yes. about it for nine months now, put your camera here. I mean, I can't believe when I'm on really fancy high-end webinars and it's still the CEO of some billion dollar company and he's not wearing a headset, his microphone's terrible. So yeah, there, there's a new job for somebody. You know, you know, and and Heather, you hit a. That's why I, I I decided to get rid of the green screen. Like I'm like I'm 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 green screened out, and I I left I left a spot right over here, for my CD retirement trophy. It's like it's gonna go right there. That's a great segue to thank you, Joe, for your seven years of service. It's been fun. Um, Thanks for the fish. Now get out. Exactly. <laughs> I'm right, gonna watch that movie tonight now. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to wrap it up real quick. Um, yeah, I don't really necessarily have a prediction yet. The uh, We've been busy. What, do you, what can I say? But I will say that I think that this year has afforded a lot of us the opportunity to look aggressively at other business models, look at other opportunities, and, you know, Heather, you know, I've talked for years um, about, you know, diversifying and how, how heavily both of our companies and, and Joe's as well have played so heavily in both the commercial and the residential. And that has helped through this. I, I know for my own company, the fact that we have an IT division saved us through March and April and May because that's all we did. And most of it was corporate. Um, I, I think you're going to see a, a combination of more companies, both or either, I should say, um, get into one specification, one area of specialty, or they're going to become much broader. And you'll see AV companies that are doing thinking everything or anything uh, to, to, to capitalize on the opportunities that, that may be coming down the road. Just uh, advice wise, know your wheelhouse and play within it. Oh, I love it when they don't though. It's more opportunity for me. Experts in your area to, before you say yes off the tops. Most definitely. Um, but I think, it, it, I, I think that 2021 pandemic notwithstanding, is going to be the time where we realize who's around to stay, both in manufacturing 
and in, in integration firms. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch what happens because there's a lot of companies that have kind of, kind of floated by um, who, you know, may have over leveraged. Uh, and then there's a lot of companies that have taken this time to, you know, really focus or, or find a couple of verticals that they find to be really good for the, for their bottom line. And I, I think it's going to, we're going to continue to see a shakeup of the industry. So that is all I have. Who owes me money? Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. Um, sorry, it took me a second. <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke that none of you will ever understand, um, which I realize is terrible for podcasting. And, it is and not super internet fun for those people. Not no, not so that. much. Not so much. So the inside joke uh, is something that we're not talking about. Nice try. <laughs> So if you want to know the real answer for the inside joke, stay tuned for the first of the year Resi Week, of where Matt will tell you the inside story for the inside joke on why money is owed. Why money is owed. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Thank you all for, for joining me. Um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry or ha today. happy Christmas to the UK folk. Um, yeah, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever. We're here for you. Heather, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Southtown AV, where can they do that? Oh, just Google me. <laughs> do you want just to say Google everybody. Just Google me. I know you don't, you're, you don't, it probably doesn't happen to you, but I want to say sometimes when someone's like, do you really know what you're talking about? I want to say, could, could you just Google me? Yeah, I play that cartoon. Um, I've never AV. done that, but I will now. There you go. Um, SouthtownAV.com is the company website. Um, I tend to be a little bit sillier over on Twitter. Tech underscore cheese, C-H-I, as in a balance between technology and life. Very good. Thank you, sis. Uncle Richie, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design, where can they do that? Uh, you can put my name in the Googles and things will show up. Uh, Uncle Richie. You know, I, I, I still have to find. I think you want to use his available. full name, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, at rfragosa. You can find the company at fragosadesign.com. However, as I say on all of these shows, the best place you can find me, I hope, would be here on AV Nation TV, here on Resi Week, EV Week, AV Week, or as we go into our eighth year, with my partner and good friend Steve Greenblatt on our show, A State of Control. Uh, but most importantly, visit me here. Please support our sponsors. That is Uncle Richie's Christmas wish for one and all. Congratulations on your, your new certification as well. I saw that. Don't think I missed that. What's he yeah. certified now? I oh, am he's, he's one a stick step fire, away. Yo. Yes, I have. Uh, oh, of um, like wax on, wax off. All of that, all of that. Oh, hopefully, that. hopefully, twenty twenty one. Hopefully, twenty twenty one. Uncle Richie looks good in black. So the the younger one just got his black belt, just passed his black belt training. Aww, so now the old man's got to catch up. And Richie's been telling me for now two years, Joe, you should start working out again and doing that stuff. And and I'm like, yeah, I'm lazy. <laughs> but but actually, my New Year's resolution is to 
kind of start, you know, doing that again. So. Can you drink all that alcohol on your desk? God, it'll be gone by New Year's. <laughs> I want a picture. All right. So that right there is Mr. Joe Whitaker. If you want to connect with him uh, or connect with Thoughtful Integrations, Joseph, tell the people where they can do that. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook facebook at thoughtful integrations or any of the other little social media things out there at thoughtful integrations and you know now i would say the number one place you can find us is at av nation at the top of home show that would mm -hmm. probably be your 100 best place to find us and to good old producer mitch's joy we're not no we're no longer going to do it live we're actually going to pre-record it um, to kind of fit into other people's schedules a little better. And Mitch says me doing anything live is a, just like a, it's a nuclear bomb waiting to happen. I like can't imagine. FCC sit outside the door. Um, no, but seriously. Yeah. You know, uh, going into 2021, I would advise everybody the best place to find us obviously is going to be, you know, at AB nation at, or at our company's social media things. The only way you'll be able to find me on any of my personal stuff is if I actually know you and you're a friend. Otherwise, no, don't want you. Bye. Peace out. It's so if you want Joe's personal stuff, just, just hit me up. I'll, I'll hook you up. You know, <laughs> the amount of people who have dirt on me is amazing. So Friends like this, right, Joe? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us, not only today, but for the entire year. Uh, we do a lot of these shows, and I appreciate everyone who listens to us. Thanks to Mitchell, the producer, for putting up with me. I'm not as bad as Joe, but I'm, I'm annoying in my own way. We, we all know it. We Don't do. lie. That was too quick, Heather. You were supposed to pause. Just take a – dang it. All right. Uh, if you'd like to connect with me to get Joe's personal information, you can hit me up on Twitter at Matt D. Scott, pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avianation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of all the shows with all of the verticals that we cover, including Uncle Richie's with Mr. Steve Greenblatt, Joe's, uh, Tim's AV Week, all everything the, the social shows all that stuff when you visit the website take a moment to check out our supporters we are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them and check them out as well thanks again for watching that's all the time we have for this final episode of resi week for 2020 see you next year